Welcome to Amplify. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. Well, hello, hello. This is Ken Roshan on the Influencer Channel, Voice America, on Amplified, where we amplify the life of leaders that are creating community, inspiring hope. We are so excited to be bringing on a cast of crowns, women who are queens and inspiring lots of leadership qualities in a new book. And I'm excited about Michelle specifically being on the show because it's her birthday week. So how are you doing, Andrea? I'm doing absolutely wonderful. Happy Sweetest Day to those of you who are celebrating that on Saturday. And if you missed it, well, there's nothing like saying happy hello and uh, love you to your sweetest today. <laughs> Very good. All right. Well, let's go ahead and uh, share some of the sponsors real quick. Absolutely. Thank you to the Umbrella Syndicate, Voice America Influencers Channel, menfashion.com, mymakeuplady.com, the Red Carpet Connection. And of course, please send your love and your wishes and your stories to www.thekeepsmilingmovement.com, where our mission is to save lives with smiles by creating a dose of hope, where we are literally saving lives every day. So please uh, love us with your dose donations and your interest in being a keep smiling ambassador well since we have such a full show i want to go right into it let's uh, bring our our birthday queen in first uh, michelle mraz would you do the honors of the introduction well, I will, except for I don't get I didn't get to meet Michelle in person and we were talking this morning and her bio hasn't come through yet. So, Ken, I would like you to do that because all I know of Michelle is that she is just amazing. She's so friendly, she's been so easy to work with and she really invites wonderful people around her. The women that I have met have just been amazing that are coming on the show today. So, if you'd be able to tell us a little bit more about her from your heart, that would be amazing. Well, it's too easy. I mean, limo lady michelle mraz let's bring her on so we can actually show the world this beautiful smile she is an author of several books she is a dynamic speaker winner of the ultimate spirit competition and uh, she speaks internationally she is um, a dynamic force attracting and empowering many women and uh, hearing from the gushing of amount of gratitude and applause to her for the life she changes it is very evident that she is the queen that does say hold my crown i got stuff to do so michelle please add if you will some of the bio aspects that i did not include and i apologize for forgetting to send that (laughs) (laughs) well i I hope this served you that, that we love you and so this is this is the best way of actually not reading a bio but showing how we feel about you so if you could just put some of the particulars that are that are included that we did not get to read. Well, what I do is I am an inspirational speaker, coach, trainer, and I call myself a communications coach more than anything, because what I believe is what we say on the outside is really a reflection of what we're saying on the inside. So I work with your inner critics and get out of your own way. So I like to say, I help people stop apologizing for what they're not, embrace who they are, become the best version of themselves every day and be unapologetic about it. And that is what I did with this Hold My Crown book. I gathered women from around the world and said, 
own who you are, own your past. Let's bring it out so other people realize that your past does not define you. Matter of fact, whatever happens in your past can make you stronger. And that's what this book is all about is showing the strength through the pain. I was going to ask you what this book's about, but I think you just answered that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, with your voice, I have to say, you have this type of voice that you could almost imagine you could sing with it or that you could have a podcast with it. Have oh, you yeah, ever, I you forgot. That is true. That is true. Have you ever Matter considered fact, doing a podcast? <laughs> I do. Thank you, Ken, for that nudge, nudge, wink, wink. <laughs> yes, I have a podcast called Denim and Pearls, Business Casual with Pearls of Wisdom from the Porch every Friday at noon Mountain Time. And that goes live on Facebook and YouTube. I also have a TV show out of the Philippines on TNC, the new channel. And the show is called Mental Shift, where I interview people from around the world about the mental shifts they thought they've well they had in their lives that they thought were going to crush them but what actually happened was enhance them to give back to the world in a bigger brighter way and you've already mentioned i have a couple of books well i did win the ultimate speaker competition uh i'm a john maxwell coach what else i do sing well let's actually uh we're going to talk about this thing in, in a little while but the show that we did i gotta say i had so much fun being on your show, it is certainly a, a, a ride that goes by like that. And the hour was like, because we were hitting the hour and I was like, and we were like, we're done, Ken. We got to <laughs> stop talking. But it was such a quick and cool conversation. Thank you for joining me because it is a lot of fun to do mental shift. And that's now every you, Tuesday night at 730 Mountain Time. And we believe that when you are succeeding and you are able to impact the world, that there are people that support you. And I know Brian is one of the people. Do you want to say a thank you to Brian and anybody else that actually supports your show and your success? Oh my goodness. There's so many. I mean, just, just my birthday. to the first hour. <laughs> say, no. the, because my birthday was yesterday and I woke up this morning and there were over 800 happy birthdays that I, I couldn't even figure out how to say thank you. So yes, thank you so much to Brian Swanson, who is my co-host on Denim and Pearls, because he keeps me laughing when I don't think I should be. Uh, My husband, of course, Michael Moross, because that man has been married to at least nine versions of me in the past 29 years of us being together. And what else? Of course, my sisters, because they're always there for me, always. And my karaoke crew, because they help me unleash the inside of me that loves to sing, you know, Ella Fitzgerald and, you know, that kind of thing. You know, have you seen the Ella Fitzgerald documentary on Netflix? Not yet. Okay, I just saw it a couple of days ago, probably five days ago. It's amazing. Um, I, I thought so much about how great she was, but it does not even come close when you actually watch the documentary. She was, she's ten times, yeah, she I guess, greater and bigger than than you can imagine. So very cool. Yeah. Same with Aretha. Yes, yes, indeed. All right, so we have answered the question about the book, but would you dig a little deeper and say why? Can you say why this book was so important um, and why you chose these particular women? And then we'll start bringing them in. Okay. Well, the reason this book was so important is because years ago, I had this vision of going on a tour with powerful people. And as the years went by, my brain injury happened and I got diagnosed with breast cancer. I was thinking, well, maybe this isn't going to happen. Maybe this shouldn't happen. But as I kept speaking and going around the world, I kept meeting these amazing people who had stories that they were like, eh, I don't really want to share it. And I'm like, 
the world needs to hear these stories. And I'm like, I don't want to write a book. Oh no, I'm not ready to write a book. I do. Are you ready to write a chapter? Because what I found with my books was I was afraid to let that first book out because it's my baby. I didn't want anyone to attack it. Mm-hmm. And I thought if I gave it a, gave people a platform to share a glimpse of their story and they saw how much impact it had on the world, they would be braver to make their real book. So what this is, is a glimpse into who these women are so that they'll see the impact and go out and write their book book, their passion book, what, what they're really brought onto this world to do and to share. So why this book? Why not? <laughs> why this book? Because it's always been waiting to happen. And now it is. Well, I could tell by the ladies uh, sharing how much you mean to them and that you were giving them an opportunity to share their voice, their power, that that is really very congruent to what the Keep Smiling movement is about. And mm-hmm. when you do this chapter, it, it, it is about obviously that the people need to read your story, but really it's the people who love you need to read your story because they don't know you at the level of your journey. They don't know the, you at the level of your, your superpower that even we don't know that we don't even know our superpowers, but we, we unleash it little by little when we write uh, a book or a chapter or, or surround ourselves with other people that are queens and kings, right? Yes. To lift us all up together. Yes. Well, before we go to the authors, I did. Uh, I, I got a little too excited about bringing all the authors in, but we need to know you a little better. I, I want to have your story at least shared to some degree. Who is Michelle Mraz? Where were you born? What was your childhood like? How did you become who you are? <laughs> okay, really quick. Yeah, less than, ten, less than 10 seconds. Yes. If we can do it. Who am I? Oops, got it. Who am I? Well, I'm a military brat, grew up in the Philippines, and I did not know America. I thought America was from every musical known to man. That's how I knew America. That is why I love to sing every chance I get, because that's what I thought America was. When I got here at 15, it wasn't there. And I kept looking for the music in, in, in America and I couldn't find it. And so I started finding it in myself and then the people that I gathered around me. Now, years have gone by and married my high school sweetheart that I met in the Philippines. And I've traveled the world with him as a military spouse. We have two children. Um, in 2014, I was in a car accident and it erased me. So for two years, I was stuck in my head, unable to speak or walk. And at the end of the two years, I had to relearn everything. And I had to relearn who was important in my life because everyone fell out except for my immediate family. While I started speaking on this, I did a TEDx and started speaking about living unapologetically and being the best version of you. And then I found out uh, I was diagnosed with breast cancer and they gave me a three months uh, a time limit. You're going to die in about three months. And so instead of falling back on myself, I went, then I need to make as much impact as possible in the three months I've got. So I wrote a book, another book. I wrote Eat, Drink, and Be Merry off by Ted o- TEDx, TEDx. And then I wrote It's Not Luck Overcoming You during my cancer journey. And then after the three months, I was still- So each book was for each, each setback? Yes. I wrote a book through each setback. And I didn't die. And so here I was, someone who finished her bucket list in three months, and I didn't die. And I realized that one of the things that kept me moving and driven was to stop waiting and apologizing for what I wasn't, but to do what I wanted to do now instead of waiting for some future date. And I thought, what a perfect message to give to everybody else. I live so fully that I'm dragging people, or you'll probably hear from the rest of these ladies, I'm pushing them off cliffs and say, 
Why? Because I didn't realize I could until I was told I had a time limit. And I'm, I'm, I I'm guessing know, that we all have a time limit. Yes. And I'm guessing that's a, the epiphany of how precious life is when you actually learn for the first time that it is finite and yes. that it really is in your face. And whether it's three months or watching your mother have Alzheimer's and moving to actually a, 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 an imminent death, you actually awaken yourself that am I living powerfully? Am I causing what I'm supposed to cause? Am I supposed to be uh, serving at a higher level while I'm alive? Exactly. It's the best gift I could have had was to lose everything for two, two years, regain it all, and then be told you're going to lose it again. So can you, uh, can you help the audience and myself with, you can say this in a sentence and, and people can't get, you lost everything. Can you, can you help us understand that you had the accident and just give us like a two minute version of what is that like to, in your body, your mind, that you lost everything? Who, what is it like? Hell. So tell, tell us. It's hell on earth because I had full cognitive abilities. I understood everything, but I couldn't speak. So I'm missing my frontal lobe over my left ear, the back of my head, and my two hemispheres had disconnected in my brain. So although I could think, I couldn't articulate, I couldn't write, I couldn't move. My brain would not tell my body how to move. I would look at my hands and do bend, and they wouldn't bend. And I'd have to look at one finger and do bend, and then it would bend. To know what was happening around me and have no control of the world, it was like being in a, a vortex where I just watched the world go around in a blur. And what was amazing about this experience was time did not matter. I thought I was only trapped in my head for about a month or two, and I was going crazy. It was two years. So, so if you, you to... ever want to think of what's the worst thing for someone who likes to talk, can you tell I like to talk? I do. Is to lock me in my head. It is not pleasant to be stuck with all your inner critics because they get very loud when you can't speak back. So promise you won't laugh when I say this. Okay, promise. Okay. So what you're saying is the brain is important. <laughs> you promised, you promised. I stopped myself. <laughs> well, and that's what I learned through those injuries. Through yes. my, my brain injury, I learned that my brain was important. Before I was just kind of willy-nilly living through life. And then with my brain injury, I realized how important my brain was. And I went, forget my body. I need my brain. I would mm -hmm. cry to God, please give me back my brain. Just just give me, give me my brain, take anything else, but give me back my brain. And then when I found out I had breast cancer, it was like, okay, my brain's important. Please give me back my body. I really need them both together. But in order to make- You them seem to have a lot of problems with bees, brains, breast, and body. Oh, I, mean, I was thinking brains, boobs, bobby, body. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was debating if I was going to do boobs. All right. <laughs> and the thing is, is with that is what I realized was in order for my brain to work, and my, my body to work, I needed to have this essence of understanding that the world was bigger than me. It wasn't about just me. And there's this spiritual aspect that brought me together to be the woman I am today. And that's why when I think of books and lifting the world, I don't say, I'm going to go out and change the world. I say, I'm going to go out and find more people, an army to help raise the world with smiles and, and inspiration. And that's how I found you, Ken. That's how I found all the ladies in this book. Yes. That's awesome. I, I am, I'm just circling with this 
aspect, who would you be had these things not happened? I would be a very quiet, demure woman. I used to be a quality systems analyst. I'm an engineer by degree. I love numbers and I love details. If it wasn't for me getting locked in my brain, I would have never spoken out. I would write mm. speeches for, for, for politicians. That's what I thought I did well. I could craft other people's messages. I never anticipated me ever sharing my story. My story, my past is, I've got a lot of really horrible things that happened to me. And so who wants to hear all these horrible things? And now here I am grabbing all these women and saying, tell your horrible stories, <laughs> share that you can make it through. But I used to be that person who didn't want to share it. Now I know how important it is. Well, you know, a lot of people that have these horrible stories, there's more of a fear of them thinking that they're going to get pity and they don't want pity. And they don't understand what they're really sharing is they overcame it. This is the inspirational part of it. Yes. Hope. Yes. And when you spin it that way correctly, and that you're trying to encourage someone else to get through their stuff, you actually cause them to actually have your life matter. Exactly. And that's why we shared in the book that these women are all incredible, powerful women. And yes, if you met are. them on the street or in a conference, you would- Or think, even at the Garden of Gods. At the Garden of Gods, you would say, there is nothing that's ever gone wrong in their lives. Oh, I wish I had their lives. And then when you hear what they've come through, you do, oh, oh, okay, I don't wish to have their life, but I want to learn the resiliency that they have. And that's the message we have of this book. It hey, doesn't can matter you, where you are. We're going to do a weird tangent here. So what? you and Heather and Aaron created these Keep Smiling Mixers. And I'm certainly going to let Aaron have an opportunity to share this as well. But, you know, there were people there that said, I can't believe I'm here. This is my my feedback, but I want to I want to have you share what it was like for you because you created a mixer of movers and shakers, and these are movers and shakers. That definition is authors, speakers, leaders, influencers, <clears throat> inspires. But they they were pinching themselves on some level, saying, "Man, this is the highest level of energy I've ever been surrounded by." So, can you share what that was like at the Garden of the Gods? Well, we were laughing because here in Colorado, it tends to always rain at two thirty p.m. I mean it. Right always does and we were outside at three o'clock and i was like it's gonna rain on us or it's gonna hail on us and it was really cool that all these humans all these amazing energy forces came together and we had perfectly blue skies yes just gorgeous day and we were all laughing about that because we had come together with this energy of love and hope and smiles and inspiring the world even with just a smile and a card, that we shifted the weather pattern in Colorado. <laughs> it, does, it does seem that way, yes. It did. It was wonderful. Well, before we start bringing some authors in, because I want to do that soon, yes. um, I want to ask a deeper question about that accident and the brain disconnect. Okay. What did actually cause the connection again? How, I mean, you do not sound or obviously be experienced as a person that had any trauma ever in your life. So how did that actually miracle happen? My brain injury? Well, no, not the, not how the injury happened, but how did you get it. back to actually being what I would call not only a full functioning, but a passionate, purposeful, completely uh, winning dialogue on stage? You're a powerhouse. I would never want to compete with you on stage <laughs> or a competition. So how does a person that can't get their fingers to bend, how did this transition? Because you didn't really speak about that part. Well, because it's very emotional for me. So what happened was I was... 
every morning, my husband would carry me downstairs, put me on the couch, leave me with a whole set of pills. And he had alarms on my phone that would say, get up, go to the restroom, you know, call your daughter. Cause one of my kids were always home, get someone to bring you to the restroom and uh, eat now, drink now. And everything was on alarm. And I remember sitting in my living room one day and I couldn't watch music, a TV or anything. Cause my eyes were wonky. I just sat there and played with clay. I had to keep trying to get my hands to work and I was mad. I sat in that living room one day and I remember screaming in my head, God, if you hate me so much, then kill me already. Don't leave me like this. Just kill me already. And I heard, you're not dead yet. Get up. And I found myself about six feet away from that chair that I could not walk from (laughs) on my knees thanking God for everything that had ever happened in my lifetime. And then I realized that everything that happened to me had shaped me to be the person I'm supposed to be. I needed to stop being pitiful about what was happening and that there was a message somewhere in that quiet noise that I had to be in. The quietness was made for me to see who I truly am. I was so busy trying to take care of everyone else, fulfill everyone else's dreams that I never even looked at myself because I didn't think I was worthy enough. And as you hear more of my story, you will realize why I thought I wasn't worthy enough. And I realized I am worthy enough. Okay, and so well, when I heard that, I, I got up and I promised God that I would speak for him. I would share everything that happened to me and I would be unapologetic about it. Awesome. So what was it that was telling you were unworthy? I grew up thinking that I wasn't good enough. And and that's a whole nother story and a whole nother, but it it is, but in a, an encapsulated version, this is going to serve an audience, especially an audience that wants to be in a series called hold my crown. You get me? Yes. So what, what made me feel that I wasn't good enough? Here I was with this man who's loved me since I was 14. But I still wasn't good enough. Why? Because I believed society. I believed in order to be beautiful, I had to be about five foot 10, blonde with long legs. If you cannot tell, if you're not watching and you're listening, I am five foot little brown chick from an island, okay? So there was nothing I could do to be what I thought the world thought was beautiful. Hmm. I was short, fat, and ugly. All I was was smart, and the world doesn't open for smart people. It opens for beautiful people. Look at all the successful people on TV. Look at what they do in movies. I couldn't be them. And as I grew up, I thought, I'm not the cheerleader. I'm not the the sports person. I'm just got a brain. Who cares what a brain can do? And that's why I thought I wasn't worthy enough. I would look at my siblings and they were all so good at what they did. My oldest brother is a musical savant. My other brother is just a phenomenal athlete. My Say the sister, name, Oh, well, Bruce is a savant, Bruce. And then Troy is the athlete. And Yvette is a freaking beauty queen. I mean, she's 5'10", long, dark hair. She was like the perfect hula dancer. She won every contest she ever went in. And then they would look at me and do, what do you do? And I do, I'm smart. I mean, I can do a little sports. I can sing a little bit. Um, I've got big eyes. I mean, so I, I couldn't compare with my own siblings. And so I put myself in a box. Not that anyone put me in that box. I chose to step into that box because I had a perception of what was beautiful and what was accepted. And what 
you'll see in this book, we'll read in this book and subsequential books, is that we've all put a perception upon ourselves that we left ourselves in bad situations because we thought of the perception was correct. We are our perceptions. We control what we decide to allow to control us. And that's the magic to hold my crown. Women of grit share their stories of uh, resilience. It's we chose. We can choose to stay and choose to leave. We chose to leave. Awesome. So several of the women you've nominated have also done the dose of hope and it's a completely different type of share because yours is more about the exact spot of what are you doing in the world that changes and inspires. And this is more of a Ted talk aspect, the dose of hope you did that dose of hope. And I just wanted to ask you, you can um, answer brutally honest. What was that like to do that template and be part of the dose of hope book honestly to be part of the dose of hope it was so easy (laughs) i I wish when people have invited me to be in their books it was that easy because i'm like oh i don't have time i I just don't have time to do this and then you sent me this template i'm like oh i could do this in my car in the drive-thru as i'm waiting for my coffee so let's do this it was that easy and thank you for making it that easy it was wonderful to be part of this book well, I, I, I find besides, obviously, Hold My Crown, book dash oncoming series, that when I introduce someone powerful like you, it's just easy to say, read her Dose of Hope chapter. It'll take you 10 minutes and you'll get her fight to become who she is, the life that she loves, and the passion and the mission she pursues. And it's because that's all the chapter is about. Yeah. So we are um, getting very close to break time. And I would actually like to use a second segment to do only the authors. Okay. And we've described obviously your leadership, your journey, your mission, and your attractive force of who these wonderful women are. And so we're going to spend most of the time in the second segment, letting them have their voice. And then we're going to close out with the rapid fire. Okay. Yes. I love it. Andrea, would you please uh, give another shout out to our sponsors and we will go to break for a minute. We'll bring back the authors that you really want to know. Thank you so much to the Red Carpet Connection, the Umbrella Syndicate, menfashion.com, that's M-E-N, fashion.com, and Voice America Influencers Channel, Perfect Publishing, mymakeuplady.com, and don't forget to love on www.thekeepsmilingmovement.com. And you heard, jot your story down quick and easy. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash The Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This is Amplify. 
To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at umbrellasyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. Welcome back. This is Ken Roshan on the Influencer Channel, Voice America. Amplified, a show about amplifying the life of leaders that lead a life they love and inspire others to do the same. Michelle has dared me and asked me to please do something I'm not really comfortable with, but I'm going to do it anyway. So we are back at Amplified. So enjoy the next segment. Okay, there we go. Michelle, you are welcome for your birthday wish finally coming true. Thank you so much, Ken. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So Michelle, you are the queen, the captain, as it were, of this second segment, because you're going to bring on these other queens who have someone else hold their crown and do some amazing things in the world. I will continue to conduct the questions, but I would like you to give a special little 30-second introduction to each one. And I think we're going in the order of the book, if I recall. Yes, we are going in order of the book. And our first author is Charla. And I invited her into this book because when you hear her story that she's going to write about her daughter, and then I heard part of her story and I went, oh, wait, you need to share who you are so the rest of the world can understand why it's so important to hear about Jackie's war. So please welcome Charla Coleman. Hi, Charla. Good morning, Ken. Thank you, Michelle. Good morning, Andrea. So we're going to ask some really quick questions, which will elicit hopefully very quick responses because we have a very short time per person, okay? I do want to say that I enjoyed immensely our our call and talk last week, and you are the beautiful force that I see Michelle sees in you. So um, I'm so excited about where our friendship will go. Why was this project so important to you? It was important to me first and foremost because Michelle became important to me because she helped me recognize that my story, my past, and everything about it is worthy of hearing. And I, I've been liberated. In, uh, in 20 quick seconds, what is your chapter about? What is the topic? My chapter is about a humble beginning, a broken past, fighting through lies, unveiling secrets, and getting to a place of confidence and security and life. Okay, let's get specific. Jackie's War, what is that about? Jackie's War, tragically, I lost my daughter, Jackie, two years ago to domestic violence. She was shot and killed while I was on the phone with her by her fiancé who turned the gun on himself. And that is the first time that I was um, really had come face-to-face with my own abusive past. And Jackie's World is about preventing. So this chapter is going to be riveting. And um, in talking to you last week, I can't wait to give you the gift that Michelle has given you to expand this chapter into a book that will serve people because the there's the who you are, there's the story, and there's what you're going to do with the story to impact the world. And I applaud Michelle because when I, when I talked to you last week, I was so moved. It was very emotional. And I want to thank you for being so vulnerable. And that's what it takes to actually make a difference in the world. So um, what has this book caused you to consider and think about? It brought relatability to me as I shared my story with others through this and just the nods of agreement, the nods of understanding, the compassionate response. It's really taught me that my story is not 
one in a million. It's one of many, and it's going to help others gain a voice so that they can come to their true self, who they are today, not who they were 10, 15, 20, 30 years ago. Okay, to women who have not met Michelle that would potentially listen to this program and have a story, and it's compelling, and it may not be as, quote-unquote, dramatic or disastrous as yours, what do you say to them about stepping into their power? Definitely stay connected to Michelle because we don't measure our stories. We don't stand side by side measuring stories. We, and Michelle is excellent at helping you find, not only find your voice, but as she says, live unapologetically. I have apologized a whole lot less because I now see the vision that Michelle sees. Is there anything else you'd like to say? I want to thank, um, First of all, I want to thank you, Michelle, so much for helping me find my voice and helping me to live unapologetically. I want to give a shout out to my uh, seven children who are the joys of my life. They are my sustaining joy and my bestie, Kelly, who has always seen uh, the light at the end of the tunnel, even when I couldn't see it. And to the rest of uh, the queens that stand alongside me. Uh, Very quickly, uh, the seven kids' children's names. RJ, Robert, Dominique, Delando, Desiree, Jacqueline, Keone. Awesome. Because if you're my mom, I want to hear my name. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Michelle, who's our next author? Thank you so much, Charla. Our next author is Amy Hamilton, and she has been a very good friend of mine for years. And when I met her in Toastmasters, she was such a crafted uh, storyteller. And then she wrote two books, and I went, you need to be in this book. There is so much about you that the world doesn't see that I see. And she's like, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, I'm okay. But no, I don't, I don't want to share this kind of story. I do. You are so strong. She is one of the strongest women I've ever met. And when I met her, I was the shy, timid one. And um, I met her and she helped me realize that I didn't have to stand behind anyone anymore. I didn't have to lower my standards to fit in. She would say, come on, girl, wear your crown. Let's own wearing sparklies today. And she's part of that that instigation that moved me to help me find me. So please welcome Amy Hamilton, my inspiration. How are you, Amy? I'm terrific. Thank you so much for having me, Ken. And Michelle, thank you for that wonderful introduction. Uh, Last time when I was out in Colorado Springs, we were together and uh, Michelle's husband was calling us fire and ice. And our birthdays are almost exactly one week apart. And uh, you can definitely uh, feel the uh, chemistry between us. And thank you for being in the DMV area so that we could uh, capture your two lovely books and your beautiful smile. And thank you for letting me be a part of Dose of Hope. I'm so excited. Yeah, and that comes out actually this week. So uh, all this stuff is happening. You're getting your uh, copy, Michelle, when I get to the event. It's being mailed out there. So that's pretty cool, as is Aaron. Um, So we need to share what was it about this book, this project that called you after doing two books that you had to be part of it? So one of the things I think that's important is we all have stories to share. Um, Each of us is unique, but we're all interrelated. And one of the things I really believe in life is that we all have an unlimited amount of love in our hearts. But then what happens is as we start to grow up, like we, we get hurt and we start like holding this love in. And really it's something that if you just 
love unlimitedly and just put that love in the universe, it is going to come back to you in ways you can't imagine. And when Michelle and I talked and she was talking about this, I was like, I don't really write this inspirational stuff. Like I write business books, serious books, not books like this. And after really opening up with this, it's just been amazing because not only did I start doing this with Michelle and have I done my author's interviews and things like that, but now I'm actually doing a disastrous dating show in comedy with Mel Kelly, who's an Irishman in Germany. And it's just like brought in my horizons to go, you know, like Michelle said, you know, we, we label ourselves. This is what we do. You know, I'm the smart one. I'm the pretty one. I'm whatever. And really, it's an opportunity for us to go we're an aspect of that. You're smart, you're pretty, you're athletic, you know, but Amy, those are just different labels. We unfortunately have only so much time per author. So let me just uh, add, give you a shout out or let you give a shout out to the other two books you've written, because I think it's a beautiful series and you have shown the light of uh, the hardback book. So I'm really, so you can give a shout out to um, the publisher as well as the two titles. Perfect. The first book I wrote is The Project Manager, Life is a Project. Um, James Woosley is the publisher for that book. And the really exciting thing is that book just, was just the titles. Just the titles. But, it was, but this is important, Ken. It was translated okay. into Persian, and there's now a copy available that went through the Iranian Ministry of Culture recently and was approved. And that was a real effort um, with the um, woman who did that because it was truly an effort of love on her part. And the second one is the consummate communicator character traits of true professionals. Super. Thank you so much, Amy. So Michelle, we are moving at a decent pace, but we need to pick it up a little bit more based on the producers. So let's go. Thank you, Amy. Well, our next author is Erin Bear. And what I found her during COVID on a Zoom call for authors, and she was there and she gave a little bit snippet of, of her story. And I went, you. There's something about you I need to know more about. And we've kept in touch over the over that whole year of COVID. And then when the Ultimate Speaker Competition came around, the first person who popped in my head to be in that room and experience it was Aaron. So please welcome Aaron. Thank Aaron, you, Michelle, how you? so much. I'm good. Thank you, Ken. Thank you, Dr. Andrea. Thank you, Michelle. You're amazing. As always, I tell you that every day, probably, but you are. So we don't have a lot of time, but we will have more time for you at another time because you have the badass edition of Keep Smiling coming out. And I have the copy, the prototypes coming to my uh, office tomorrow. So I'll be bringing it to Colorado Springs. So um, thank you for the crown. So, so without Aaron bringing a crown and more importantly, actually, believe it or not, the cloth below the crown, this exceptional photo could not have been taken. Background is just as important as a subject matter as is light. And Aaron was very, very smart to actually think about the possibility of a crown and a cover being a new possibility for the actual cover that actually was selected. So Aaron, I just want to thank you for that. That was amazing. Thank you. So um, you obviously are a big fan of Michelle. So I'm sure when she asked you, you were like, yes. And then you said, I don't even know what I'm saying yes to. So why don't you share um, briefly your story? Um, unfortunately, we only have about a minute. Go ahead. Absolutely. I can make it quick. I'm a fast talker. Uh, anytime, ever since I met Michelle, when she says, Aaron, I have this opportunity, it's a yes. She has taught me to say yes without even knowing what's behind the doors. Still learning on that. But anytime she says yes, 
something to me, I'm all about it. And I say, yes, my story in the book is something different than my first book because she wanted me to share something deeper that's more um, personal and relevant to me today. And that's my infertility journey. I've had two losses and the chapter really dives in to uh, losing my second pregnancy, which I didn't even know about until I found out I was pregnant. I was losing it and my life was on the line. I was about to die if I didn't have emergency life-saving surgery. And Michelle said, other women need to hear this. And by you sharing that story, it helped me find more hope amongst the loss than grief. And so that's where I took this chapter is to show other women that they're not alone in their journey of infertility because I'm still going through it. And that is, I think, something that we need to talk about. And so Michelle gave me the opportunity to share that piece rather than um, what's already in my first book. And you mimicked... um the action with me when we asked if you'd like to do a key spelling book for the badass edition. And you said, yes, immediately. Would you give, um, I guess the title of your book and a 15 second synopsis, please. Sure. My book is called from beaten to badass. It's basically my memoir from the day I was born until I was about 36. It talks about being bullied, abandoned as a child, getting into domestic violence and sexual assault with a, with a monster, and then getting into bodybuilding, healing, and then everything I learned in my life to prepare me for my infertility journey that I do briefly talk about at the end of my book. And uh, you are on a, a show with someone from the ultimate spear competition, Gordon Burdecki, Burdecki and I heard your show and that caused me to reach out and connect and make that invitation possible. So I just want to say you're, you're brilliant. And so we're going to give you more time on another show. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much, everybody. You're welcome. Michelle. Thank you, Aaron. Now, our next speaker I met at a conference. Her name is Janet Langmeyer. And we clicked and I went, okay, I don't know what you do, but we've got to do something together. And I don't know when, but that's just the way the world is going to spin. And until the, that time happens, you'll be there with me. And she says, yes, whenever you're ready. And we've done a couple of things, but here's the book. And I want to introduce you to Janet Langmeyer because she is the other side of the brain that I truly need. She's it. <laughs> Awesome. Well, Janet, am I going to see you when I come out next week? Absolutely. Yes. I'm looking forward to it. Sorry. I was teaching on the days that uh, we've had these prior engagements. I was already engaged. So I'm looking forward to meeting you. Well, you have a radiant smile, so I'm looking forward to capturing it and showing it to the world. So let's let's, uh, talk about the attraction uh, and the invitation and what caused you to be a part of the book and what your chapter was about briefly. Well... Of course, Michelle is the reason that I'm part of the book. And uh, meeting Michelle is like meeting the whirlwind. And we, uh, I just told her, I said, listen, I'm, I'm on a mission in my life. And uh, as a coach, I'm talking to people about their missions on their life all the time. And when she invited me to be in this book, I'm like, well, you know, I've written some articles. I've been in some other small books, but I've just, I don't think I have anything to say. And when she told me about what other people were writing about, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I have anything that's really impactful. But let me tell you the thing that I live with every day, and that is my body and the odyssey that I take with this body every day and what I hear from the clients I work with every day and how uncomfortable and happy and the stories we tell ourselves, um, that was that's my story. And that's what I share is the from the time that I looked at myself as a little girl in the mirror and was thrilled with that to the time where I got to not even wanting to see myself in the mirror. And that shift and change and the way that we look at food or that I certainly look at food, the way I look at clothing, the way I look at what I think other people think of me and how I move up and down and up and down throughout my life 
I'm a little bit further along in maturity than some of our other authors. So I can look with a spectrum of life and recognize that, be happy right now. This is it. I'm alive. Like Michelle, I've had a terrible accident where I had uh, also a brain injury and couldn't find my way around, couldn't speak, couldn't read. I had to learn how to read all over again. So we share some of those those feelings of knowing what it's like to not be able to speak your your voice, to get it out there. You can hear what people are saying. You can understand, but they can't understand you because you can't articulate. And and I found that my story was a lot about not being able to articulate how I feel living in this thing I call my body. Thank you very much. We have two more authors and we have just a short amount of time. So thank you so much, Janet. I look forward to meeting you. Michelle? Thank you, Janet. We might have one more. I think Colette just got on. Okay, good. Uh, is about to come on. Now, our next author, I also met at a conference and she and I were both grinning ear to ear. And I thought this woman has got to be in my world because she's like me. She sees the good and the light and even the darkest of dark. And please meet Sally Ware. And what's funny is I used to call her um, Susie all the time. And she never told me that I was wrong. <laughs> Please meet Sally. <laughs> Hello, Thank Sally. You. Thank you. Hi, Ken. Hi, Dr. Andrea and Michelle. It's a pleasure to be here today. Well, you have the Ken Tages smile for sure. My goodness. <laughs> I mean, we could just smile and laugh the rest of the show with the way you are. We, we could, because that's how I've always, I mean, I think I was born this way. It's, it's truly a story, right? Well, we have, I, I don't want to cheat anyone out of the time and the voice that they get. So let's go ahead and uh, be very, I guess, intentional about what was it your chapter is about that it caused you also to be part of the book. And, and I am just so thrilled to be a part of this journey. I, I, I'm just, I just, I, I'm hard to contain myself anymore. But my story was one I didn't think anybody would be interested in, but um, my whole idea is preparing for life storms, right? We're all we all have these tools and and I thought, you know, getting pregnant and having a baby was just one of those easy things. The books make it kind of sound easy, right? Well, surprise, that wasn't my story. And when I woke up, you know, had a wake up call in the seventh month of my pregnancy where they said, well, you know, your body doesn't really like you being pregnant anymore. So we have these issues. There you have it. Surprise, my, my journey of having a child was not, um, shall we say, easy like I thought it was supposed to be. They, they lied. People lied to me is what they did. People lied to me. It's actually one of those lies I think you have to tell, otherwise women wouldn't do it. I mean, it's really. <laughs> well, you know, my husband and I did wait 10 years to have a child because I didn't, I was waiting for an easier way. Well, I wanted to try out the, uh, the pregnancy myself. So I did a kidney stone just to kind of get an idea and it was, it was not worth it. So, no, no, no. <laughs> all right. Well, Sally, I'm looking forward to seeing you when I come out next week, Michelle. Thank you so much, Sally. Now the next person, Heather Harris, she's part of my leadership team for, uh, for teens. We go through Colorado and we talk at schools about leadership and stopping bullying and things of that nature. So I've known Heather for a very long time and we have been in the hospital uh, at the same time every time we've been in the hospital. So we have this bond that's beyond sisterhood, spiritual level. And when I asked her to come into this book, um, she was actually the original person I wanted in the book. Oh. When you hear her real story, her other story, you will blow, you'll be blown away because this woman, she's a miracle that she's sitting in front of us smiling. So please welcome Heather Harris. 
And Heather, I want to commend you because we have never had a guest that actually did eye surgery to move their eyes so that they could actually see where they're supposed to be looking in the camera. So that's amazing what you did. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Good morning, everyone. Well, good morning. She did take her brain caps off. (laughs) So what was it like to be part of this book? And what was your chapter about, obviously, the one-minute version? Um, It was wonderful to be a part of this book. Um, One of the things that we've talked about, even in prior conversations concerning this, is that Michelle's kind of a pusher. She (laughs) gets us to do things that lead us to other things. Um, And I think she knew I was uh, interested in doing a um, book of my own of some other health challenges that I had. And so the opportunity to share this particular um, challenge that I had helped me um, and has prompted me even more to be inspired to write my book that I'm doing um, concerning some other health challenges. But the chapter I shared is based on the journey that I had um, with my daughter, which also involved um, what some other women have talked about um, issues behind conceiving a child, which is supposed to be easy, but it isn't. But uh, then we actually also had the opportunity to, I was able to share about my child's, um, she was born almost four months prematurely. Um, and what that journey looked like for me. And and to be that hope and encouragement to women that it's not an epic fail when we have a late miscarriage or difficult pregnancy that we can overcome those things and be, you know, uh, at a place where we can enjoy these precious lives. Um, So the hope is there. Awesome. You know, I've, I've heard a common theme in a lot of the ladies who've been on this program is I didn't know my story was important. And I will agree, your story is not important if you're not going to do anything with it. Mm-hmm. If you are going to do something like step into leadership and you're going to step into your mission, your power, your calling, whatever your belief system is, your story matters everything. Because mm-hmm. if you have someone get on stage and they're going to sell you the Acme product, you're not buying it. But when you hear their story, of why they would sell the Acme product to you because they believe that this will change your life because it changed their life and this is how it changed their life, et cetera. There is such a buy-in. This is not about sales. This is about connecting a mission and a purpose to actually serving humanity. And I think that's my biggest applause to Michelle is that she sees the power inside each of you and some of you and many of you maybe do not see it yourself And when you find that power ignites, you actually step into what she saw. And then you are having this confession of, I didn't know my story was important, but it's not because your chapter is boring. It's not because your chapter is not worth reading. It's because you didn't know how powerful that story could be for someone else to read, be inspired and step into their power possibly. So this is such a big gift, obviously, that all of you shared on Michelle's birthday. But I want to I wanted to share that with you, Michelle, that this is the way of putting it. You are seeing these women say, I didn't know it was important. And it wasn't unless you make it important. And it only becomes important when you share it and you cause people to be inspired to get through their stuff. And everyone's going through stuff. Everyone is. So, Michelle, we have minutes left. I want to give 
you that opportunity of our rapid fire. We can have all the other authors share the answers in an email, a text, whatever way, even to Michelle, and we will list the answers as well. But there are five questions we ask at the end of the template. What book changed your life? Michelle, would you like to share a book or two that changed your life? Okay. The book that changed my life is called Illusions by Richard Bach. Because I realized that we are all interconnected and sometimes we're all a bit of a messiah, even when we don't want to be. Awesome. Andrea? It's a song that really gets you jazzed up and moving. I'm going to get away from the mic. Every woman, it's selling me. That's a song that gets me moving. Yes. That is very nice. I feel like that now. You can ask me a song and I'm not going to sing it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So how, how about a movie that inspires you? What's a movie or two that inspires you? A, a movie that truly inspires me and it actually makes me cry like a baby. It's called What Dreams May Come with Robin Williams. Yeah. Wow. And yes. The reason why it moves me so much is because we all forget how, how impactful we are in this world. This is why this book is so important. In this movie, he, his wife thinks she had no impact. He thinks he has no impact. And then all the people that come to him basically in heaven are people who see him from the outside. And I realized in that moment when I watched that movie that we all do that. And that it's part of my mission is to make and help people push them to realize that they are impacting everyone, even when they don't think they are. Thank you, Andrea. Is there a video question? Next. Go with your next question. We're out of time. Okay. Time. So what, <laughs> what quote do you live by, Michelle? Byron Katie. There are three types of business in this world. There's my business, the other person's business, and God and the universe's business. If you're trying to and you're getting upset, it's because you're out of your own business and you're messing in someone else's. Beautiful. Well, this is uh, probably one of our biggest shows from a standpoint of how many people were involved, got to share their heart, and got to share a birthday message to you in so many different ways. So you have been amplified. Thank you for being who you are. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of this legacy piece. And another shout out to Aaron, because that that cover, as you know, is 70 to 90% of what appeals and cause someone to say, let me check this out a little more. So we are so excited that this is the beginning of a long journey of Hold My Crown. And the next version, very quickly, will be an invitation to who, Michelle? Men and women. Men and I'm women. after men more than women. The third book will be men and men, women mixed. So I have a man's crown ready. Okay. Ready. Yes, All right. So no one, no one is left out from handing the crown to someone else why they get their business done and make the world better. So Michelle, thank you for being that person. Thank you for sharing your birthday yesterday and today with this theme. It is so appropriate. And I look forward to seeing you next week. The limo lady. Thank you so much. <laughs> Stay amplified. Take care. Bye -bye. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashad again next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go get your message heard.